0: Hi, I'm Peter Malouk. Welcome to A Thousand Miles from Wall Street. I'm here with Chrissy Knopke and Annie Rogers, our very popular uh, legal co-hosts on this uh, podcast <laughs> or local guests on on this estate planning podcast. Thanks for being with us.
1: Thanks, Thanks for, for having
0: us. us. So today, this is a kind of a such a softball for you, two because we're going to talk about financial powers of attorney, uh, what they do and the difference between an immediate and springing power of attorney. So, Annie, just walk us through just the basics of what a financial power of attorney accomplishes.
1: A financial power of attorney document is that document that allows somebody to act on your behalf while you're living on assets that are in your name. So even if you have a trust, you're still going to have assets that are only titled in um, in your individual name. So um, retirement accounts, it's who can file a tax return for you, who can call the credit card company or
2: if you're receiving government benefits, Social Security, Medicaid, Medicare, who can deal with those entities for you?
0: And a lot of people assume that automatically if, you know, your your spouse can do that for you, and that's just not true.
1: No, no it's not. So um – so we draft those. I mean, if you don't have one of those, then you might have to have a conservator named. And then they're going to haul you into, if you're incapacitated, they may have to still haul you into court to show the judge that you can't take care of your own financial matters. So, yeah.
0: And establishing a conservatorship takes months, costs thousands, often tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah.
1: Embarrassing for not, you. Not um, good at
0: all. So one of the things you're talking about is an immediate power of attorney. Correct. Okay? So basically, immediate power of attorney, uh, you name anybody you want, friend. Uh, spouse, whoever, you're the one that's going to make financial decisions for me. And even if you're totally fine and capable, they can, just as a matter of convenience, do things without having to prove that you're incapacitated. Right. Right. So, Chrissy, walk us through the alternative, the, the springing power of attorney.
2: So a lot of clients, that makes them a little uneasy to say, oh, this person could go make decisions for me tomorrow. I'm perfectly fine. So that makes them very uneasy. So an alternative is having a springing power of attorney. And springing means it's not yet effective until an event happens. And that event would be incapacity. And so usually incapacity is defined in the document. And 90% of the time, it's going to be two doctors certifying that this person really cannot make their own medical or financial decisions. And so they are deemed incapacitated. So the person who wants to use that financial power of attorney would show those doctor's notes to the financial institution they're trying to manage. And that would show this person can't make these decisions. And now I can. The power of attorney is now in effect. It's springed into effect upon my incapacitation.
0: Okay. So bottom line, if you don't have anything in place Like Annie, like you said, you might wind up in in probate court going through a long, drawn-out, expensive conservatorship. So you want to have an immediate power of attorney that says, here's who can make decisions for me, or a springing one that says, here's who can make financial decisions for me if I'm not able to for myself.
1: An important thing to note, though, is that that person is acting as your fiduciary. So they're only doing things that are in your best interest. And I think it varies. I feel like it varies a lot with my clients on their comfort level, depending on who it is acting on your behalf and how responsible they are and Annie
2: actually, in her drafting, um, has started to do kind of a a dual one, like a hybrid, immediate
1: for spouses, and then upon incapacity for everybody else. Fancy. Because sometimes people, you know, (laughs) it makes it easy for couples when a lot of your assets are joint, and you know, so they don't have to jump through the hoops of getting the two doctors' notes. Um, And I, you know, when we're doing these planning for people, I think it's helpful because we use our own examples, and I use this one a lot now. my mom passed away a couple years ago, and my parents had that hybrid. And then after she passed away, my dad updated his documents to make me immediate. And last summer, we were in, you know, on vacation in Colorado, and he had a heart attack, and he had to have quadruple bypass surgery in Loveland, Colorado. And the only time I've ever used it, because I'm immediate, I signed um, a contract with an air ambulance to fly him back to my hometown from Loveland because— you know, we live here and we were out there and, you know, his support system was closer to home and he was not going to be able to fly commercially or drive any distance. And it worked seamlessly. I signed the contract I gave him a copy of the Power of Attorney. He had capacity, but he was in the cardiac ICU. Yeah, he was thinking about other
0: things. Yeah, Yeah. he
1: just didn't need to deal with it, so I took care of it. And I joke now, I was like, he got a lot of points on his Amex for that one. (laughs) (laughs) They did call him to confirm that 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 charge was okay, but it did, you know, it made it really easy for me to help him take care of that.
0: That's great. And probably led to using the Healthcare Power of Attorney, which we'll talk about another time. So thank you both for being with us. All right,
1: thank you. This commentary is provided for general information purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Past performance of any market results is no assurance of future performance. The information contained herein has been obtained from sources deemed
2: to be reliable but is not guaranteed.